0: Le'olam va'ed. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom forever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Thursday, November 3rd. Journey with me through the entire Bible in one year, focusing on the Biblical calendar, the Sabbath, the feasts, and the Torah reading cycle. We have many voices, interpretations, and points of view out there, but there is nothing like listening to the crystal clean, pure Word of God in your life. It is living water for your spirit, as it is written in Romans 10.17. So then, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. When we listen to the spoken word of God, it is living and powerful, and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit, and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Hebrews 4.12 The word of God is alive, it is powerful, and it renews our mind and builds up our spirit, as it is written in Isaiah 55.11. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Are you being blessed by this ministry? Please consider supporting Daily Audio Torah. You can make a one-time or a recurring donation by going to dailyaudiotorah.com and then click on the Give pick on the navigation menu. You can then make a secure online donation there. Thank you for your prayers and thank you for your support. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in 1 year. This week we are reading from the Israel Bible for the Hebrew scriptures and from the King James for the Brit Hadashah. Today we continue the Torah portion Lech Lecha and it means get yourself. Genesis 14:21 to 15:6. Then the king of Sodom said to Abram, Give me the persons and take the possessions for yourself. But Abram said to the king of Sodom, I swear to Hashem, Hashem Most High, creator of heaven and earth, I will not take so much as a thread or a sandal strap of what is yours. You shall not say it is I who made Abram rich. For me, nothing but what my servants have used up. As for the share of the men who went with me, Aner, Eshcol, and Mamre, let them take their share. Some time later, the word of Hashem came to Abram in a vision. He said, Fear not, Abram, I am a shield to you. Your reward shall be very great. But Abram said, O Hashem, what can you give me, seeing that I shall die childless, and the one in charge of my household in Damascus, Eliezer? Abram said further, Since you have granted me no offspring, my steward will be my heir. The word of Hashem came to him in reply, That one shall not be your heir. None but your very own issue shall be your heir. He took him outside and said, Look toward heaven and count the stars. If you are able to count them, and he added, so shall your offspring be. And because he put his trust in Hashem, he reckoned it to it, reckoned it to his merit. Ezekiel seven one to nine, eleven. The word of HaShem came to me. You, O mortal, say. Thus said HaShem to the land of Israel, Doom! Doom is coming upon the four corners of the land. Now doom is upon you. I will let loose my anger against you and judge you according to your ways. I will requite you for all your abominations. I will show you no pity and no compassion, but I will requite you for your ways and for the abominations in your midst. And you shall know that I am Hashem. Thus said Hashem, A singular disaster. A disaster is coming. Doom is coming. The hour of doom is coming. It stirs against you. There it comes. The cycle has come around for you, O inhabitants of the land. The time has come. The day is near. There is panic on the mountains, not joy. Very soon I will pour out my wrath upon you and spend my anger on you. I will judge you according to your ways, and I will requite you for all your abominations. I will show you no pity and no compassion, but I will requite you for your ways and for the abominations in your midst, and you shall know it was I, Hashem, who punished. Here is the day. See, the cycle has come around." It has appeared, the rod has blossomed, arrogance has budded, lawlessness has grown into a rod of wickedness. Nothing comes of them, nor of their abundance, nor of their wealth, nor is there preeminence among them. The time has come, the day has arrived. Let not the buyer rejoice, nor the seller mourn, for divine wrath shall overtake all her multitude. For the seller shall not return to what he sold, so long as they remain among the living. For the vision concerns all her multitude. It shall not be revoked. And because of his guilt, no man shall hold fast to his life. They have sounded the horn, and all is prepared. But no one goes to battle, for my wrath is directed against all her multitude. The sword is outside, and pestilence and famine are inside. He who is in the open shall die by the sword. He who is in the town shall be devoured by famine and pestilence, and if any survive, they shall take to the mountains. they shall be like doves of the valley moaning together, every one for his iniquity. All hands shall grow weak, and all knees shall turn to water. They shall gird on sackcloth, and horror shall cover them, every face shall betray shame, and every head shall be made bald. They shall throw their silver into the streets and their gold shall be treated as something unclean. Their silver and gold shall not avail to save them in the day of Hashem's wrath, to satisfy their hunger or to fill their stomachs, because they made them stumble into guilt. For out of their beautiful adornments in which they took pride, they made their images and their detestable abominations. Therefore I will make them an unclean thing to them. I will give them as spoil to strangers, and as plunder to the wicked of the earth, and they shall defile them. I will turn my face from them, and my treasures shall be defiled. Ruffians shall invade it and defile it. Forge the chain, for the land is full of bloody crimes, and the city is full of lawlessness. I will bring in the worst of the nations to take possession of their houses, so shall I turn to naught the pride of the powerful, and their sanctuary shall be defiled. Horror comes, and they shall seek safety, but there shall be none. Calamity shall follow calamity, and rumor follow rumor. Then they shall seek vision from the Navi in vain. Instruction shall perish from the Kohen, and counsel from the elders. The kings shall mourn, the prince shall clothe himself with desolation, and the hands of the people of the land shall tremble. I will treat them in accordance with their own ways and judge them according to their deserts, and they shall know that I am Hashem. In the sixth year, on the fifth day of the sixth month, I was sitting at home, and the elders of Yehuda were sitting before me, and there the hand of Hashem fell upon me. As I looked... There was a figure that had the appearance of fire. From what appeared as his loins down, he was fire, and from his loins up, his appearance was resplendent, and had the color of amber. He stretched out the form of a hand and took me by the hair of my head. A spirit lifted me up between heaven and earth and brought me in visions of Hashem to Jerusalem, to the entrance of the Penemith gate that faces north. That was the sight of the infuriating image that provokes fury and the presence of the God of Israel appeared there like the vision I had seen in the valley and he said to me "O mortal turn your eyes northward I turned my eyes northward and there north of the gate of the altar was that infuriating image on the approach and he said to me mortal Do you see what they are doing the terrible abominations that the house of israel is practicing here to drive me far from my sanctuary you shall yet see even greater abominations then he brought me to the entrance of the court and i looked and there was a hole in the wall he said to me mortal break through the wall so i broke through the wall and found an entrance and he said to me enter and see the vile abominations that they are practicing here. I entered and looked, and there all detestable forms of creeping things and beasts and all the fetishes of the house of Israel were depicted over the entire wall. Before them stood seventy men, elders of the house of Israel, with Jazaniah, son of Shaphan, standing in the midst. Everyone had a censer in his hand. A thick cloud of incense smoke ascended. And again he spoke to me, O mortal, have you seen what the elders of the house of Israel are doing in the darkness, everyone in his image-covered chamber? For they say, HaShem does not see us. HaShem has abandoned the country. And he said to me, You shall see even more terrible abominations which they practice. Next he brought me to the entrance of the north gate of the house of HaShem, and there sat the women bewailing Tammuz. He said to me, Have you seen, O mortal? You shall see even more terrible abominations than these. Then he brought me into the inner court of the house of Hashem, and there at the entrance to the temple of Hashem, between the portico and the altar, were about twenty-five men, their backs to the temple of Hashem, and their faces to the east, and they were bowing low to the sun in the east. And he said to me, Do you see, O mortal? Is it not enough for the house of Judah to practice the abominations that they have committed here, that they must fill the country with lawlessness, and provoke me still further and thrust the branch to their nostrils? I in turn will act with fury. I will show no pity or compassion. Though they cry aloud to me, I will not listen to them. Then he called loudly in my hearing, saying, Approach, you men in charge of the city each bearing his weapons of destruction. And six men entered by way of the upper gate that faces north, each with his club in his hand, and among them was another clothed in linen with a riding-case at his waist. They came forward and stopped at the bronze altar. Now the presence of the God of Israel had moved from the cherub on which it had rested to the platform of the house. He called to the man clothed in linen with the riding-case at his waist. And HaShem said to him, Pass through the city, through Jerusalem, and put a mark on the foreheads of the men who moan and groan because of all the abominations that are committed in it. To the others he said in my hearing, Follow him through the city and strike. Show no pity or compassion. Kill off graybeard, youth and maiden, women and children, but do not touch any person who bears the mark. Begin here at my sanctuary. So they began with the elders who were in front of the house. And he said to them, Defile the house and fill the courts with the slain. Then go forth. So they went forth and began to kill in the city. When they were out killing, I remained alone. I flung myself on my face and cried out, Ah, Hashem, are you going to annihilate all that is left of Israel, pouring out your fury upon Jerusalem? He answered me, The iniquity of The houses of Judah and Israel is very, very great. The land is full of crime, and the city is full of corruption. For they say, HaShem has forsaken the land, and HaShem does not see. I, in turn, will show no pity or compassion. I will give them their deserts. And then the man, clothed in linen with the writing case at his waist, brought back words, saying, I have done as you commanded me. Hebrews 5, 1-14 For every high priest taken from among men is ordained for men in things pertaining to God, that he may offer both gifts and sacrifices for sins. Who can have compassion on the ignorant and on them that are out of the way? For that he himself also is compassed with infirmity. And by reason hereof he ought, as for the people, so also for himself, to offer for sins. And no man takes this honor to himself but he that is called of God, as was Aaron. So also Yeshua glorified not himself to be made a high priest, but he that said unto him, You are my son, today I have begotten you. And he said also in another place, You are a priest for ever after the order of Melchizedek who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplications with strong crying and tears unto him that was able to save him from death, and was heard in that he feared, though he were a son, yet he learned obedience by the things which he suffered. And being made perfect, he became the author of eternal salvation to all them that obey him. Called of God a high priest after the order of Melchizedek, of whom we have many things to say and hard to be uttered, seeing you are dull of hearing. For when the time you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God, and are become such as have need of milk, and not of strong meat. For everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But strong meat belongs to them that are of full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Psalm 105, 1-15 O give thanks to the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the people, sing to him, sing psalms to him. Talk of all of his wondrous works. Glory in his holy name. Let the heart of them rejoice that seek the Lord. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face evermore. Remember his marvelous works that he has done, his wonders and the judgments of his mouth. O seed of Abraham, his servant, you children of Jacob, his chosen. He is the Lord our God. His judgments are in all the earth. He has remembered his covenant forever, the word which he commanded to a thousand generations. Which covenant he made with Abraham and his oath to Isaac. And he confirmed the same to Jacob for a law, and to Israel for everlasting covenant, saying, Unto you will I give the land of Canaan, the lot of your inheritance. When they were but a few men in number, yes, very few, and strangers in it, when they went from one nation to another from one kingdom to another people he suffered no man to do them wrong yes he reproved kings for their sake saying touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm Proverbs 26:28 A lying tongue hates those that are afflicted by it and a flattering mouth works ruin I want to speak to you today from our reading from Ezekiel 7, 8, and 9. And I want to go back to that principle that we often return to, and that is that biblical history is prophecy. That is the historical events that we read about concerning the, our patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and Moses. They literally happened, but they are also a prophetic blueprint for the final end of day's generation that the things that happen to the fathers will happen to their children, to the final generation. And so as we read in Ezekiel 7, 8, and 9, it's talking about a historical event where Ezekiel is warning both the northern kingdom, that is the house of Israel, the non-Jewish part of the nation of Israel, the ten tribes of the north, and he's also speaking to the house of Judah, that is the southern kingdom, that is the Jews. He's speaking to both houses, and he's warning them about coming judgment, about a coming time when they're going to be invaded by an invading army from the north. But a lot of what he is saying resonates with what we are seeing right now throughout the nations, in Europe, in Canada, and the United States, in Israel, all over the globe. A lot of the things that Ezekiel describes It could be ripped from today's headlines. So let's just dig in. All right, in Ezekiel chapter 7, verse 7 The cycle has come around for you, O inhabitants of the land. The time has come, the day is near. There is panic on the mountains, not joy. And again, the same phrase is used in verse 10 Here is the day. See, the cycle has come around. It has appeared. The rod has blossomed. Arrogance has budded. Lawlessness has grown into a rod of wickedness. So here we see the phrase, the cycle has come around. And that's a Hebrew view of time. In the Western view of time, time is linear. It's a little bit like a river. You can look upstream and that would be the past. You can look at the water right in front of you and that represents the present. You can look downstream and that could represent the future. But in the Hebrew biblical mindset for time, time is a cycle. It's a pattern that repeats. It would be more like looking up a spiral staircase and seeing the spiral of each turn of the spiral staircase. So now... Let's look at verses 14 and 15 in chapter 7. They have sounded the horn and all is prepared, but no one goes to battle for my wrath is directed against all her multitude. The sword is outside and pestilence and famine are inside. He who is in the open shall die by the sword and he who is in the town shall be devoured by famine and pestilence. Now let's just unpack that right now for a moment. Right now, the United States is completely overextended with its military, and a lot of the military have now been deployed. The 101st Airborne, they were deployed to Poland, and now they're beginning to actually go into Ukraine. So a lot of our troops are not home, they're abroad. Our southern border is wide open. It's basically an invasion. It's a free-for-all, and more than 80 nations are pouring in through our southern border, not just from Mexico or Latin America. They're coming from the Middle East, from Europe, from all over the world, and and they're just pouring in. Our border is no more. And so we have the sword hanging over our head because this Russia-Ukraine war is no longer a regional war. It is rapidly devolving or escalating into a world war. a a conflict between the two superpowers, between the U.S. and Russia. And Russia now is a coalition. They're working closely with Iran. Iran is sending Russia uh, drones and equipment and resources. So it's Russia, Iran, and China is the coalition that they have bound themselves together as a coalition. Then we have famine. A lot of our fertilizer comes from Ukraine. The nitrates come from Ukraine. We have lots and lots of farmers that are not able to plant crops, crops that are failing. There's been drought conditions, not enough water. And so we have a shortage of food, and you can see it in the grocery stores. A lot of the aisles, a lot of the shelves are empty of certain brands. So we have sword and pestilence and famine. Of course, the pestilence representing the COVID-19 bioweapon release from the Wuhan lab and then the follow-up bioweapon, the jab. Now let's jump into chapter 7, verses 23 and 24. Forge the chain, for the land is full of bloody crimes, and the city is full of lawlessness. I will bring in the worst of the nations to take possession of their houses. So shall I turn to naught, the pride of the powerful, and their sanctuary shall be defiled. Now in the United States, many of the large cities like Chicago, New York City, Uh, San Diego, San Francisco, Seattle, Portland, a lot of the port big cities, they are full of crime. Theft and murder are up incredibly, and a lot of the police are even warning people, don't be out at night. We can't help you if you get mugged. I've seen lots of video clips of people being mugged uh, in, in the streets of the city. It's not safe to be out at night in many of the big cities. And so the, the, the land is full of bloody crimes and the city is full of lawlessness. Now, in chapter 8, verse 7, or let's start with verse 6. This is basically a peek behind the curtain of what goes on behind closed doors of evil and corruption that was once hidden, and God is going to show Ezekiel as he peeks through a little hole in the wall, and then he widens up that hole and climbs through the wall to see what's going on in God's temple, in his temple. But again, this has double meaning. This is a picture of what was going on then historically, and helps us to understand why God sent the southern kingdom, Judah, into exile to Babylon, and why God sent the northern kingdom, the house of Israel, into exile to Assyria. But it's also, I believe, prophetic of our times today, of why God is going to allow an invading military force to come in and attack the end of day's daughter Babylon nation, which I believe is the United States of America. And so, let's take a look. Chapter 8, verses 6 and 7. And he said to me, Mortal, do you see what they are doing, the terrible abominations that the house of Israel is practicing here, to drive me far from my sanctuary? You shall yet see even greater abominations. And then he brought me to the entrance of the court, and I looked, and there was a hole in the wall. Now I'm going to jump down to verse 12. Again, he spoke to me, O mortal, have you seen what the elders of the house of Israel, Are doing in the darkness, everyone in his image covered chamber. For they say Hashem does not see us. Hashem has abandoned the country. And so now let me just open that up and unpack it. And what we see there's a 385% increase in children under 18 teenagers and preteens that are going and getting sex change operations having mastectomies having their breasts removed and taking puberty blockers and hormone blockers so that a woman can become a man or so that a man a young boy can become a woman and a lot of the abortion clinics now that abortion at the federal level has been overturned by Roe v Wade a lot of those former abortion clinics in the red states, are now turning those clinics into the sex change operation clinics, and it is child mutilation, and it's permanent change, permanent damage. That once this surgery is done, a preteen girl can no longer ever breastfeed a baby if she decides to get pregnant. The damage is permanent, and the damage is done. And we see drag queen shows with Men dressed up as women performing in front of children, picking the child up, putting them on their lap, rubbing that child against their groin. It is just sick and disgusting. And it's pedophilia. And they're trying to normalize that kind of behavior as though it's normal and it's okay and we should accept it. And I know this is an abomination unto the Lord. And when it starts to affect our children, And they bring in the LGBTQ agenda into the common core curriculum of the public schools. Then it affects our children. Now that the CDC has now added the COVID-19 jab to the childhood vaccination schedule as an acceptable shot, and it's no longer considered experimental use therapy, then many school districts are going to follow the guidelines of the CDC and require that children must be vaccinated with the COVID-19 jab or they can't be admitted to school. So now there's a mass exodus of parents pulling their children out of school because they don't want their child jabbed with this experimental use gene therapy that changes your DNA through the mRNA technology that's in the, in the jab. Myocarditis, heart attacks, stroke, cancer. Terrible side effects and adverse reactions and death from this bioweapon jab. And so this evil is rising to the throne of God. Now, something very significant happens later on in the chapter. And that is in chapter 9, verse 4. Hashem said to him, pass through the city, through Jerusalem, and put a mark on the foreheads of the men who moan and groan because of all the abominations that are committed in it. Now, this is similar to me. When I read that, I think of the 144,000 who are sealed in Revelation chapter 7. Twelve thousand from each of the twelve tribes. Twelve thousand people from Judah. Twelve thousand people from Ephraim. Twelve thousand people from Issachar. Twelve thousand people from Gad. Twelve thousand people from all each of the twelve tribes until the total comes out to one hundred and forty-four thousand. They're marked. Now the Israel Bible commentary to this verse is really fascinating, and this is what it says ezekiel is shown a vision of the death of the guilty in jerusalem before the executions commence he sees a messenger in white linen that would be an angel mark the foreheads of those who grieve and lament over the destruction ensuring that a righteous remnant remains to set a mark in hebrew is vihivita tav based on which the sages explain that the mark that was made was the Hebrew letter Tav. Like the mark of Cain, which according to Rashi was also a Hebrew letter, this mark is intended to save its bearers from harm. So there's the mark of the beast, and people who take the mark of the beast are able to buy and sell. And then there's the mark of Yahweh. And that's what this is. And it's the letter Tav. Now remember, the Aleph Tav, whenever it occurs in the Bible in Hebrew, is a direct pointer pointing us to Yeshua. Yeshua is the Aleph and Tav. He is the beginning and the end. He is the Alpha and the Omega. And so the Tav is its its a mark from the Lord, from Hashem. So anybody who doesn't have that mark, who isn't, moaning and groaning and and grieved and crying out for all the evil that they see going on around them. Anyone who doesn't have the mark, an angel goes forth and is going to kill them. So this is um, something that we can apply today. Wherever you are, wherever you live, whatever city or town or state or nation where you live, I would pray that the Holy Spirit would come heavy upon you and you would begin to grieve and moan and cry out to God for the evil and the corruption that you see going on in your city and in your state. Was your state a blue state? Did your state vote Biden instead of Trump? Or were a whole bunch of fraudulent votes cast for Biden? Grieve and mourn and repent and cry out. Is there drag queen shows going on in your state? I know it's happening in California. It's happening in Texas, and it will probably spread. If that's where you live, grieve and mourn for the sin and the corruption and the evil that you see going on around you. Cry out, repent, stand in the gap. And one of the principles of being an intercessor is that even if you yourself did not commit that sin, but if it's going on in your community, in your city, in your state, stand in the gap and ask for God's forgiveness and repent on behalf of your city, on behalf of your state, on behalf of your nation, for the sin and the corruption that is going on, that puts a seal upon you. the olive tov it puts a seal upon you that God sees your tears, he sees your travailing, he sees your prayers of repentance. And that marks and seals, you and I, because we are greatly grieved over all the evil that is going on in our nation. We grieve over the children who cannot speak for themselves, whose parents are taking them to be jabbed. We grieve for the children that are being exposed to the drag queen shows, to the sexual immorality. And and it's a trauma. It's traumatizing children. It's actually child abuse. So, continuing on in this chapter, chapter 9, verse 9, he answered me, the iniquity of the house of Judah and Israel, that's both northern kingdom and southern kingdom, it's all 12 tribes, it's the Jews and the non-Jews, the iniquity of both houses is very, very great. The land is full of crime and the city is full of corruption, for they say Hashem has forsaken the land and Hashem does not see. But HaShem has not forsaken the land, and HaShem does see. Your prayers matter. Your prayers change the circumstance. Your prayers go up to the throne room of God like incense. And the incense goes right up to the throne room, and he smells it. And when the bowl is full in heaven of the prayers of the saints, there comes a moment in time when the angel tips the bowl over, lights that bowl of prayers on fire, because it is like incense. Your prayers are incense. He lights it on fire, tips the bowl over, and the answer to the prayer comes down to the earthly realm. Add your prayers to that bowl in heaven. Add your tears and your prayers to that bowl. So, may we walk in repentance. May we walk in humility. May we walk with much prayer. May we keep our eyes on Yeshua, who is the author and the finisher of our faith that he is going to bring us to the finish line. May we hold the line. May we stand firm. May we trust in him that he is going to get to a point where God will draw the line in the sand and say, that is enough, enough. And then he will answer and he will come forth and he will come through and he will deal with the evil and the wickedness and the corruption that is found throughout all the nations. He will surely do it. And we trust in him, we love him, we bless him. In Yeshua's name, amen. Adonai do na na Adonai vikun neka vayase Lekha, lekha, shalom. The Aaronic Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24 to 26. Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.